Welcome to the Trailer Island Podcast. Hey, how are we going, everybody? Um, uh, my my ears are feeling very very insecure right now. Very uh-huh. very anxious. Uh huh. Uh huh. What? I- my ears. Oh, what did you say? My ears. What? My ears. Your your peers. Let's do the podcast. Okay. <laughs> we are the Trailer Island Podcast, where we can. Conf- uh, compare films and their trailers did the film deliver what the trailer promised and we're stuck on this wild tropical island and all we've got to do is talk about trailers and mm. their movies it's um, not, not a hard life really it's not too bad nah. the mm. lack of water and food and um, care and compassion <laughs> I miss my dentist yeah I, it wouldn't hurt to, I miss my yeah. teeth <laughs> yeah I really miss those <laughs> yeah <laughs> Hey, did you just try and pluralize the word teeth to teeths? No, I definitely did not. Oh, okay. No, no, right, no, no. Maybe I'm hearing I things. I might look like a fool. But... I see, maybe I'm hearing things. Oh, hey, it works. Yeah. Yeah. Sound. So who yeah. are you? So I'm Alex and I'm joined this week by... Matthew. And Steve. And Steve. As always, every Wednesday, a new episode for you on the Trailer Island Podcast. And this week we're the uh, we did the Australia Month... That's all behind us now. The last four episodes, if you're catching up to this into the future, the last four episodes have been Australian film specials. And this week, we're back into the regular realm, aren't we? Of uh, streaming. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, yes. This is, a, this is, in fact, a film that was affected by COVID, I believe, in its release. Oh. Um, so I was reading about that today. It was meant to come out much, much sooner. But um, thankfully, we live in a world where the internet exists and Amazon have snapped this one up. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so you can watch it on there, as, as indeed we have. We have. Yes. Sorry, I don't know why I just gave a plug to Amazon there, but there you go. It's happened now. <laughs> it's great. If you'd like to provide us with a free membership, we will plug you even more. <laughs> Jeff Bezos, you're so handsome. <laughs> uh, who would like to introduce the film this week? Because uh, I suggested it. I'll go. I'll, uh, mm. Yes. This week we're talking about Sound of Metal. You sound great. Yeah, right. What? You told me you were feeling it? You were in it. Your hearing is deteriorating rapidly. We'll come back. Till then, Lou, we just keep going, okay? No. Lou, no. let's play tomorrow. Let's see what it's like, okay? I'm going to be like a click track. You can play to me. You have to understand your first responsibility is to preserve the hearing you have. I can't hear you. Do you understand me? I can't. I'm deaf. I'm deaf. found a place. I think it's important that you stay here with us right now, Ruben. We're looking for a solution to to this. Not this. I need you to wait for me, okay? You're it for me. You're my part. You're it for me. Okay? You gotta wait for me. keep moving it can be a damn cruel place but those moments of 
stillness. So hard to watch that trailer. Like it, to, make, it makes me emotional. Yeah, I have to admit, having now seen the film, that um, brought back a lot of stuff in the movie that <laughs> is quite... I, I want to use the word confronting, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Well, the trailer doesn't give away too much, does it? No. Would, it's, we, would it's, we agree? The final scene is in that trailer. It is, yeah. yes. It's very strange. We're not going to tell you which one it is. <laughs> no, no, no. But no. The, what? the very final, almost the final shot yeah. is in that trailer. I think my favourite thing about that trailer, well, two things actually, is firstly it represents how good the sound design in this film is. Mm-hmm. Just in that trailer, how you know you can sort of, I don't want to say the word here, but uh, experience things from his point of view when, he, when he's going deaf and as his um, hearing is diminishing. And then the other thing is it has that kind of horror vibe which I imagine, yeah, it, I yeah. imagine it is horrifying yeah. to lose your yeah. hearing, and I love how that trailer d- does have a kind of horror film vibe to it. I kind of like that; it sets it up quite nicely. I think it's odd that uh, it certainly doesn't provide a condensed version of the plot or narrative, but thematically, that that trailer is is sort of beat for beat. Excuse the pun. Uh, everything <laughs> that that film is about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, now we, we, let's not let's not jump too far ahead of ourselves. Let's talk about what the film is about. So, our main character, Ruben, mm-hmm. is a drummer. In a heavy metal band or hard rock band, I'm not quite sure what they are, to be honest. They seem sort of industrial, experimental. Yeah. A little bit. Or something like that. He basically, yeah, he goes deaf and suddenly his whole world falls apart because of that, as, as you can imagine, especially for a musician. And they're, they're, they're just, they're a travelling duo. They're not, they're not yeah. big. They're in a, they're in a camping, a camper van, an RV. Yeah. They don't have lots of money or anything like that. And they're just sort of touring around the States doing probably shows to maybe a hundred people. So... They're not massive, but he is a. They're a heavy metal experimental. Yeah. yeah. And one night, which happens in the trailer, he sort of goes outside, and the world starts to change for him, doesn't it? Yeah, it's um scary. That transition is terrifying. Him initially coming to terms with it is just just horrific. It, no, it's it's not a happy film for the most part. I think. Oh, I disagree. It, well, so I should say it's, it's quite an intense drama. Yeah. Perhaps like it's it's not. This isn't. Tom Hanks in Castaway. This is this is a little more intense than that. I, I think there was a sense of claustrophobia in this movie that was very deliberate and very well mm-hmm. done. Um, um, this is probably one of the best films I've seen um, probably since, oddly enough, Whiplash. Now, I haven't seen Whiplash, so yeah, Whiplash is terrific. Is it a, is it a uh, I guess I don't even it's know. It's once again a drumming film, but it, it seems to just nail these. There's something about drumming films and, and character dramas, dramas that seem to go together really, it, really well. Right. Yeah, I agree. It's very strange. And I, I Whiplash also came to my mind when I was watching this, thinking how many films can they make about drummers, where, which sounds like it would be simple, but are actually really involved and mm. really complex. Is, is it perhaps that we sort of see drummers as that stereotype? This, you know, they, they bang things and, they, <laughs> mm. and we don't really sort of go... Well, actually, funnily, they have emotions, if you will. Well, no, it's, it is the emotions, and funnily enough, I think the two thing. Sorry, the one thing that is a correlation between those two films is how intense 
the two drummers are and how much they care about their craft. Yeah. So in Whiplash, the main character is almost obsessed with being, he wants to be just the best drummer. He's, you know, he tries his, he gives it his all probably, you know, too far. Anyway, that's a different discussion, Whiplash. But um, this film, again, Ruben is very, very passionate about what he does, which is why his whole world falls apart when suddenly he can't hear mm-hmm. what he's doing. You know, music is his life, basically. And Steve, and- you say it's the best, probably the best film that you've seen in a while. Why? Uh, again, it just it hits those character notes so well, and I I, I really I have a real soft spot for character dramas about about a character that needs to come to terms with something and refuses to do so, and and the refusal to do so is set up, you know, so well in this film that throughout this first half of this film you're you're given illustrations as to why music and and drumming is so important to Ruben and to his girlfriend Louise. You can see there's so much emotional baggage there, the, these layered characters. And and when drumming is taken away from him and and Ruben is taken to the the deaf people home to learn to sign, it's fish out of water. It's uncomfortable because you can sense the uncomfortableness f- for Ruben. Mm-hmm. And then without getting into the, the the ending so like too deeply, the ultimate closure on a chapter of Ruben's life and the opening a new one is done so well. It's a transition film, isn't it? For him. It is. Yeah. It is. It's and he goes through quite a transition. He's, it's a, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I without spoiling anything, I was a little I think the ending left a lot of more questions and answers for me about where mm-hmm. he goes from yeah, there. I, I which would, I didn't have a problem with. I, I thought I, that was yeah. fine. I did. But not not in the sense that it ruined the film for me. I it is hard. I don't want to ruin the end, actually. It is hard to talk about. But I thought, let's just say there were some loose ends that I wanted to know. Like, okay, but what happened with, with this thing or that thing? I just kind of, part of me was like, no, I maybe because I was so invested in his character by the end, like I just wanted something good to happen to him after all of that. I, was like, I, I would like to know. Technically, something yeah. good did happen to him in the end. Yeah, and, and I, get, I get what you're saying. It's yeah. hard to discuss, obviously. I, I did, a few loose ends, I thought, that I, could, I would have liked to type. He, he was an interesting character because I guess we wouldn't have a film if he just did what we think he should have done. Well, yeah. And I also would say that he's actually not that likable, at least in the first half of the movie. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm sure that it's very traumatizing losing your hearing, but he he's not very endearing to begin with. I, I found that I didn't... I took pity on him, obviously, but I wasn't exactly rooting for him. My thoughts were more, why can't you listen to these medical professionals <laughs> for, for, the, for the benefit of, of your health? Like, listen to all these people who know what they're talking about. I kind of got annoyed that he always wanted to find his own solution. Like, he wanted to take control. Yeah. And I get, like, it's great writing. It's great character writing. But I found that at the same time... I was more relating to the people trying to help him rather than him. That's always going to be a problem in character dramas mm. um, because uh, we, we can we can jump back to Whiplash. We we can look at um, Miles Teller's character and go, why are you spending so much time on, on drumming for a, a teacher that, that constantly abuses you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and I, I do get where you're coming from where you're sort of rooting for the, the people helping the main character. You want but, them to get through to him yeah, in a way, yeah. The, the intrigue, the interest, the absolute like uh, emotional investment is, is going into Ruben in this film. Mm. And, and so when the third third of this film happens, you, you're sort of on, on a ro- roller coaster with him. Oh, I would agree. I yeah. definitely came round by the end. but He's, um, he's definitely not meant to come off as likeable either. <clears throat> he's, he's making decisions that he feels are best for the life he has with Lou, 
Yes. Yeah, you might not agree with them. Albeit the choices that he makes are frustrating. They're not surprising, are they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. Now, this is, this is a concept as a film that I have seen before, made a different discipline, but there was a film called It's All Gone Pete Tong, which is about a DJ that becomes deaf and how he goes about rekindling the life that he had as a global megastar as a DJ. And, that, and I felt that was a, a different way of dealing with the problem. And I was thinking, is this going to go the same way? And okay. I would say that film is a lot more flashy and a bit more Hollywood. It's a British film. Right. And it also is fantastic because this guy goes through hell to come out on the other side. And I think in this case with Ruben, he also is, I think he's almost living a hell before, mm. <laughs> yeah. you know, before <laughs> this all comes to a head. Well, that opening shot of him at the drum kit is very intense. Mm. And I'm assuming just by his performance, he's, he's got a lot going on just in his head, yeah. I think. He's a bit like, a, I guess, a bit like a wounded animal. You're not quite mm-hmm. sure if he's going to lash out at yeah. any point. But like I said, that feeds in again to you wanting to see, well, how is he going to behave in this situation? Or For me, there was the, the trailer led me astray slightly in that there, there are a few shots in the trailer of him helping deaf kids and drumming with them because they feel the vibrations and they're just yeah. by sight. And I thought the film was actually going to be about him learning to help others. Mm-hmm. Mm. And the film isn't about that. But I found that the trailer, because I had that preconceived notion in my mind as I was watching, I thought, okay, but this film's trajectory is very different to that. I can't see him going yeah. to join UNICEF or something, you know, and <laughs> setting up a drummer course to help kids. It took me a while to realize, okay, that's not what the film's going to be. And as a result, I think I missed a bit of the arc because I thought it was going in one direction but in fact, it was going in a different one. And I think the trailer led me astray on that a little bit. Well, that is a lovely part of the film that you touch on, which I guess is, the, is. the second act where he goes to a school for people who are deaf, recently deaf as well. Mm. And him going through the motions of trying to understand this new affliction mm. that he's facing. It's actually like it's a very challenging part of the film to watch. But there's a character, Joe. Uh, he meets who runs the school. He is uh, who's a, a Vietnam vet. Mm-hmm. He his he lost his hearing when a bomb went off next to his head, and he has now found solitude in helping others. And the, and you're right, Matthew, where the film sort of gives you this idea. Okay, this is what <laughs> his new purpose is going to be, um, as the trailer suggests. But it doesn't quite go that way, does it? But no. but you do see moments of him realizing. The good that he could bring to the world. Yeah, Yeah. like, you know, of course, the film goes in a different direction. A Bond villain turns up as the father of his (laughs) his girlfriend. The villain (laughs) from... I can't say his name because it's French and I struggle with that. Uh, Um, I don't know if you can help me. (laughs) Which which Bond film? Uh, He's in Quantum of Solace. He plays Mr. Green. Matthew Olmerick. I reckon that's pretty close. Matthew. It's just French Matthew. uh, Matthew. Matthew Lamarick. (laughs) Olmerick. Am- I, I thought he was really good in this as the as the father of of his girlfriend, mm-hmm. and they have a wonderful discussion. He's like, "Oh, when I first met you, I didn't like you because you know you're a heavy metal drummer. I mean, what's what's to like from like a father's point of view?" And um, I thought that was another instance of him of Ruben being shown, I don't know, a little bit of um, unexpected empathy, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, a little more insight. It's, it's almost as if he doesn't know how to deal with compassion. It, yeah, yes, exactly. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah, I think. His character does come full circle on a lot of things and I think we'll leave it up to the viewer to discover <laughs> yeah. those I w- things. I would strongly recommend watching this. 
This yeah. is a great film. Mm-hmm. Now this and and perhaps for some people it might come with a bit of a trigger warning because <laughs> for me, if I can share a personal story, is that a couple of years ago I started to notice that I had a, a dull ringing in my ears. And I'm thinking, oh God, what is this? And in the first couple of nights, I was just like, my life is over. Like there's nothing I can do about this. And you know, you go and see surgeon specialists who go you know and basically the answer is there's nothing that you can do about this which turns out to be tinnitus just a dull ringing in my ears all the time and then this character himself has to deal with that and of course it's portrayed on screen as that and you sort of go like I I turned to Moaf at the time I was like I'm actually having a little bit of trouble yeah. With this, because mm. this is quite confronting. Mm-hmm. Same as like, I don't think I want to watch Baby Driver again because that character has that same affliction and it's shown out throughout <laughs> the film. Like, I don't know if this is happening in the movie or it's happening in my head right now. <laughs> like, there are a few moments throughout the film where you touched up earlier, Matthew, on the sound design. And I sort of turned to my wife and said, Can you hear much at the moment? Like, can, is, is there mm. much going on? She's like, No, I can't. This, yeah. That is mm-hmm. what's going on at the moment. So the dynamic range, I guess, if you want to put a, t- a technical term on it, but the switch that the film does to give you real perspective and Ruben's perspective mm. is really well done. Mm-hmm. Very well done. Some of the best sound design I think I've heard. It's very subtle in places and in other places much more aggressive. Like, like they played that just nicely, the yeah. balance yeah. throughout the whole film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think even despite hearing issues aside, like when... They're doing the rock music act. I was like, this it kind of hurts my ears a bit yeah. to listen to this. And mm. they must have done that deliberately just to show the self-inflicted damage that these people are doing to themselves. Yeah. You know, take hear- take your hearing seriously, people. It's Especially a- for drummers as well. Like that's Oh god, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I got a fun fact. <gasps> yeah, fun but, fact. Uh, I I really, really love fun facts. <laughs> I need to get Excellent. a little sound for your fun fact. We, we should, shouldn't we? Yes, it would be. Absolutely. It would be handy because otherwise, I'm not sure. I mean, I've got a couple here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, keep that in mind. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh, maybe perfect. that would work. Perfect. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, oh, welcome to the fun can, fact territory. Can you, can you oh, say you've got a fun fact again? I have a fun fact. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that works as well. That's perfect. I like, I, oh, it keeps going. Oh, I I can I can do it over that. Just let it roll. That's oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, now I uh, the the actor who plays Ruben, who's also in Rogue One, Riz Ahmed. Him, very good. He didn't know how to play drums mm-hmm. or sign language before doing this film. Oh, really? And he learned to play drums and he learned sign language over a period of about six to eight months. Wow. And so all his drumming and sign language is, is accurate in this movie. It's all him. Does wow. anyone else want to learn sign language now? I kind of do. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I, just I've, in case. Did anyone else find themselves like doing the movements of when they're learning through the sign language? Uh, I, I did. Because I did. I, I was sat there. I'm like, ooh, I can do that. And the thing and the thank you and the A, B, C. No, and then I'm lost. But I think there's different. Sign language is not universal. It's, yeah, uh, depending on country. There's this Australian. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, yeah. that must be maddling, just stupidly unhelpful. I think they're, they're quite similar in, in, in some regards, but, they're, they're, yeah, they do def- differ country to country, I think. Huh, there you go. I yeah. think American Sign Language is probably the, the most well-known. Right. right. Yeah. What's your fun fact? No, that was my fun fact was how much effort he went to. Oh, I didn't have this. fun with that fact at all. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought, that, did you think that was fun? Um, I mean, I don't know. Like St- Steve's reaction seems to be more. Yeah. I thought that was fun. <laughs> That's fair. 
It's a very good trombone player. I need player. to get more sound effects on here. Thank you, Captain. Yeah. Um. <laughs> oh, Matthew, you're staring into the distance. It's okay. That was a fun fact. I should actually just get you saying fun fact and make it into one of my hotkeys here. <laughs> yes, why not? Why not? That would be good. Yes. I just want to point out my favorite scene in this movie. Yes. Something I want to do every week now, just point out my favorite scene. Okay. And okay, I, and I, I just before you start, I think if we're going to do that, you have to say your favorite thing, obviously, and why, but then something that you didn't like. Yeah, okay, we'll do that, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, my favorite scene in this was when uh, Lou and Ruben are sitting in that, um, that diner and they're mm-hmm. trying to get in touch with Ruben's um, sponsor because he's a... He a former a tr- addict. He's a former addict. And, and he is... Riz Ahmed's acting in this is, is so good because you can see that Ruben's so close to the precipice. Like he's so close to to cracking and, and taking drugs or wh- whatever you want to call it, a recess. Break, breakdown, recess, yeah. Yeah, he's getting so close to that. And so the, the calls to his sponsor are just so desperate at that stage and they're like, we need we need help. Ruben needs help. Can you find someone to help us, please? You need help. And Ruben steps outside and he you know, has a cigarette and comes back inside and he instantly gets... Um, uh, question by a sponsor. He's like, have you have you just had a cigarette? Because it's such a slippery slope for him. Right. You know, this addictive behavior. And uh, yeah, it just, it's almost, you, you think it's the lowest point for a character, but that scene is like 20 minutes into the film. <laughs> and, and, yeah. I think relapse is the word. <clears throat> relapse is the one. Is the word that you're looking for. And and a mm. scene you didn't particularly like. Not, not necessarily a scene, but just something that maybe irked, you thought could have been done better. That's a good question. See, um, for for me, I felt maybe some of the maybe some of the character development wasn't quite what I wanted it to be, and maybe that was deliberate. Like I touched on it <laughs> before, where he just made some decisions or said some things that I just felt were just a bit far fetched for a person to do. Yeah, or, I, I can see where you're coming from. I, yeah, I, no, I, I don't. I don't have. I don't That's really. Okay. I don't really have one. I think That's yeah, fine. this whole this whole feel. Okay, if, if it. <laughs> Uh, there are some really good emotional points in this film, and I feel like even though they lent in them quite hard, they could have lent into them a little harder. Okay. And I, and I, I suspect, I actually suspect it might be the fact that music in this film is not doesn't exist. It's fairly limited, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so you, you can't punch up those moments with with a bit of you know nice orchestral stuff or or on theme a nice like drum solo. It's it's literally two char- characters speaking in a room. One disappoints another, and and that's the extent mm. of it. And you do feel it's that story of my life. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's the story of this podcast. Uh, <laughs> did um so we we I think we'd agree that the trailer was a again a fairly good representation. Yeah, with with a few misgivings. A few, perhaps. A few misgivings, but I should look, I should say on that point though, the trailer definitely made me want to see the film. Mm-hmm. And and I I knew what I was in for. I think more. You okay. know, a few plot points were different. I thought it was going to go in a different direction, but I knew what the premise was, and it was pretty accurate to that. I had an odd one of this because every time I talked about this film with with other people, their first question was, "Was oh, that based on a book?" 
Actually, yes. No, someone's mentioned that to me as well. As I, I, I said, are we going to? You know, they say, you know, what are you going to do next on the podcast? And it's not. It's not. And, and it's not. Uh, the one I got was, is it based on a true story? Yeah, and because it, it sounds like a true story. It does sound like one of the. Like we did, you know, Lion last week, which is an incredible true story. Mm. So you can kind of imagine. It's not. It's not beyond the realms of plausibility. But yeah, no, it says this is a work of fiction. Mm. Probably, obviously, based on. I mean, I'm sure someone's been in this situation. I'm sure. Yeah. At some point, I just um, thought that was that's an odd question. I kept on getting talking about this film. I don't know if anyone picked it up as well. Like the name of the film, Sound of Metal. Did anyone pick up what there might actually be a a different meaning? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. A meaning behind that. We won't go into it, but there might be be a different... That's for the the listener at home to discover themselves. (laughs) He's definitely not talking about that sort of music he was playing. That's for sure. Uh, all right, so out of five, <laughs> what? Uh, four on the floors? Uh, five. Uh, tr- or, um, e- uh, oh, we, oh, we, could, we could just do it out of five. I agree. Well, yeah. I would love to, t- to do out of five. Five. That's great. All right. Okay. Well, we all so, agree. <laughs> I'm going to get do mine it. out of the way with early because we all know when it's going to be. It's five out of five. Okay. Five, five, how many? Five. It's five. five. Thank you for clearing that up. Yeah, uh, I I I really don't fault this film much at all. I I hope it uh, wins all the awards it can. I I hope it uh, comes out on Blu-ray. Yes. I hope I can like own a copy of this film that I can Mm. whack in the in in the Blu-ray player at any stage. Yeah, I I really do adore this film. Okay, no, I I think we might find an early contender for Steve's film of the year potentially. Potentially. So um, I would agree with pretty much everything that we've all said tonight about this movie. I, I was quite um, mesmerized by it. My only real complaint is I think at two hours, it could be a little shorter. I do think the second act drags a little bit, but it didn't break the film for me. My biggest issue was really from that trailer, I thought it was really going to go in a different direction than it did. However, that doesn't mean the direction it does go in is a bad one. It's, mm-hmm. it's a very interesting film. Well worth watching. It is, uh, it's five out of five for me. Mm. I'm going to go with four and a half because mm-hmm. I think some of the points that Matt made about maybe being a bit long, a bit too drawn out does take off that half a mark for me. But I did find myself just sitting there and almost drawn towards the screen. And I think that was really engaging and perhaps also because it gave me a bit of a trigger <laughs> with my own personal <laughs> hearing, you know. But uh, yeah, so I'm going to give it four and a half. Out of five, mm. amazing, good rating, yeah. amazing. That's that's. I hope terrific. we're not playing into that too much. I you? hope not. I think yeah, we'll, we'll let it rest now. I think, but yeah, no. It's good. So is that a sneaky fourteen and a half? Oh yeah, fifteen. That is pretty. That is pretty good. Pretty for, uh, good. That's pretty, pretty good. good. Is that the best we've done this, this year? Maybe. Uh, well, we did have a pretty disappointing February. That's for damn sure. Whoa. Steve, you leave us. You leave Australian films alone. They're battlers, mate. No. You leave those larrikans alone. I will. They're the worst. They're the <laughs> worst enemy. <anyway. laughs> hey, look, we've been the Trailer Island podcast. You can send in your request to us via the website. Uh, also, email contact at trailerisland.com.au. There's a Facebook page, and you can send us uh, requests through there. There's a Twitter and Instagram. There's all the things. There's all all the things. And if you've got a film that you want us to do, streaming or on the big screen. Send us a message. Please do. We'd be nice to hear from you. Yeah. We like you guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're an excellent audience. You, you give us all the, all the things, which is fantastic. They've never heckled. 
No. <laughs> you know, I have been thinking about doing a live show at some point. Oh, that would be great. And um, that brings me a concern, but I feel like it might be great. <laughs> we can do a live show, but only if I can sit in the crowd and heckle. <laughs> Fair enough. Sure. Yes. Why not? Maybe I can add it to one of my uh, my sound buttons that I've got. Just pre-record heckles from you, yeah, Steve. Yeah. Maybe that would work. I think so. Okay. Great. <laughs> right, well, that was 14 and a half out of 15 for Sound of Metal on Amazon Prime. You can catch us every Wednesday with a new episode. And I've been Alex. I've been joined by... Matthew. Olivia Cook. <laughs> we'll see you on the next week of the next episode of the Trailer on Podcast. Good night. Bye. This is a Narrative Network podcast.